Hello, I'm Shervington Hennies, and this is The Recovery Show. Boy, it was an interesting experience to explore personality disorders and how they can impact on the repeatedly relapsing and how, in the first place, can be a part of the environmental factors that impacts on the biological factors that lends itself to the whole question of nature, nurture, predisposition, or just being predisposed, how that, when mixed with environmental factors, can lead to certain personality traits, nuances, characteristics, and potential disorders. But like I try to emphasize in all three episodes, exploring the different clusters as put forward by the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and to a large extent also the ICD, International Classification of Diseases for Mental Illness, there isn't just one factor, never is. When we look at personality disorders in terms of categories, we have to also be reminded that categories may not necessarily be the best way to put a diagnosis on a person having a pervasive behavior over space and time, but maybe in a spectrum, an alternative way of looking at how behavioral traits or personality disorder can be on a spectrum because no one is ever functioning just in one particular category or area absolute or nothing areas of being so that brings me to look at factors that impact addictions and problematic substance use the experience of addiction or substance use is different for each person and often there is a combination of biological, psychological, and social factors that contribute to why a person may be struggling with an addictive behavior or maladaptive way of responding to life on life's terms, life opportunities to grow, life challenges. For example, some of the risk factors for Addiction or addictive behavior includes a person's genes. And this is always very controversial, in my opinion, when we say, oh, well, it's the person's genes. I am not, as a behaviorist and a humanistic um, scientist or students of psychology, I'm not one to promote things that lay heavily on genes. Because then we're saying, oh, there's a gene for addiction and a predisposition. Yes, a predisposition that may come about that based on the biological makeup of the person, impulsivity, compulsivity, or an inability based on on brain structure or functioning that can lead to an inability to delay gratification. That's a predisposition. Or we say a gene that impairs or impacts a person's impulsive or compulsive way of dealing with situations. But I'm a firm believer that 
It is a person's inability to adaptively respond to life on life's terms that ultimately, even with predisposition, that will have the perfect storm and then a person may not be able to delay gratification and ultimately, as we know, lead to a loss of control. I've been challenging a few persons to say, you know, if the disease model, the medical model, was more empirical in terms of being able to say, okay, that angle is why people turn to substances, why there's addictive behavior, and why people eventually lose control, or there would have been loss of control. I say to that, no. I say it's the inability to, one, work with and adapt with things as they are, as against the way you think they should be, shouldn't be, and then the absolutes come in. So right away we're looking at certain cognitive distortions, certain unrealistic expectations of oneself and situation and life. So looking forward at factors that impact addictions and problematic substance use, we'll see that freedom from discrimination and violence, social inclusion, and access to economic resources can be factors that influence and impact on a one's um, maladaptive coping style or disposition with regards to life. While the social determinants of health may contribute to addictive or substance use or addiction, there is no single set of factors that represent the complex cause of addiction. An important factor to consider is how mental health and addictions are linked and impact one another. Now, I am a firm believer that when we say addictions and other mental health, it's as if we're saying that addiction is not a mental health issue. Well, for me, it is clear and it's simple. The fact that it's a mental condition that ultimately leads to the disorder and it's more cognitive, then I agree with the DSM 100%. Addiction is a mental illness, a mental disorder. That is three part or three components of bio, psycho and social and that conjures up mental. So it's the mental illness. So I don't like this thing of saying, well, it's addiction and mental illness. Addiction is a mental illness. So in trying to be on point with this episode, the takeaway here is that understanding that addictions is a mental illness in the category of disorders and hence you are more likely to see either substance use disorder and then a distinction being made as to substance induced disorder as against process addictive behaviors so right away I think hey we have the premise for our next series on The Recovery Show, 
where we look at substance in juice as against substance use disorder and process addiction. What's the similarity or differences between the three and how complex it can be with regards to recovery, whether harm reduction is playing a part or why repeat relapsing becomes such an issue. I'm not going to try to extend this beyond what feels natural for this episode, seem as if it's going to be a short episode. So there you have it. Factors that impact addictions and problematic substance use and what that means for recovery, for sustained and prolonged sobriety, especially when a distinction has been made with regards to harm reduction as against full sobriety. Here, we're setting the stage for a next series within the recovery show that will look at, you got it, substance in juice as against substance use disorder. And of course, addictive or addiction where it's more process. And here right away we're talking about process addiction in the form of impulsive compulsive shopping, impulsive compulsive uh, gambling, impulsive compulsive obsessive uh, sex or the use of pornography. We might have dealt with that before in different ways and on different levels, but now that we have the personality and personality traits and personality disorder in context, I think it is a good time to revisit that. Remember now, we have the Change Clinic fully up and functioning with our online outpatient recovery program working in collaboration with Center for Healthy Living and Recovery. So you can go to the website at www.changeclinic.org and click on Intensive Outpatient Recovery and Mental Health Wellness. The unique thing about this approach we bring to you our signature two years after treatment or after care, two years ongoing support, where at no additional cost, once you've gone through the program, you have that support and there's a long list of benefits that go along with that for two years after your active treatment in which you would have done, that's right, you would have done either making sure that you have a relapse prevention plan, a recovery plan, and of course, going through my signature, how to rescue yourself from a relapse and relapse rescue. I'm Shervington Hannes, and this was The Recovery Show. Bye for now.